0: Welcome to The KD Club, the ultimate podcast destination for our fabulous and fearless young fashionistas, entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts aged 8 to 16. I'm your host Kirsty Doyle and I'm here to guide you on an exciting journey through the world of fashion, business and well-being. Welcome to today's KD Club podcast. Today, we are interviewing Stacy from Navy Tux Events. So if you've ever thought about getting into wedding planning, events organizing, we're going to find out how Stacy got started and what her tips are. So how did you start
1: in uh, events planning and wedding organizing? What came first? Um, so the event planning came first. I started doing a journalism degree um and because I loved writing growing up I was a total bookworm um but then as I went into uni all they kept telling us was that we're going to write for local papers writing about cats stuck in trees and I was like (laughs) this is not my life um so then I jumped ship and I started doing work placements at juice fm if you remember back in the day Yeah, yeah, Yeah. um and I think through that I knew I wasn't going into production but I started getting involved in their live events and doing a lot of the promo and then it kind of just yeah went from there went into hosting, um, corporate events, but I knew I'd kind of end up being a wedding planner. It's where I've, I wanted to be. So now I do both, okay. um, do corporate events and now my corporate clients are becoming my wedding clients. So it's kind of nice. best of both.
0: Yeah, Nice. So interesting that you started with journalism. Yeah. So is there any level, any sort of part of the journal, any sort of storytelling, writing, anything that sort of influences what you do or have we just left that all no, of no
1: I, I still do it yeah, yeah. so I've just redone my website so it comes into that in writing yeah um when I'm trying to do my Instagram posts it does play into it but I just I think I was just always a natural writer and bookworm anyway so yeah. I use it in as much as I can um I don't really do the PR side which is a lot more uh, in text but I think it plays into it
0: yeah I think so using the words. Imagine. Yeah, I could imagine yeah. so. So if we're going into sort of the events, so as you were younger and starting mm-hmm. off, how did you, so you went from Juice Femme to or working with them, uh, organizing their events. How did you go off on your own? How did you decide to say, right, okay, I've worked for other different companies. Yeah. What was it that made you take that leap to start your own business?
1: Um, I think like a lot of people, it's probably a horrible job or horrible experience. So I was in corporate events for probably about, 10, 12 years, which okay. sounds ridiculous. Um, and then I moved to Scotland and I worked in another job there. Uh, and I just got, to, it was just so much pressure. Really? I had a really nice team and stuff, but my team close to me, but then met, actually I won't even go into details. Um, <laughs> it was just a horrible job and it ended yeah. up with me kind of getting to a point where that flashing light on that blackberry used to stress me <gasps> out. Um, and I'd be crying at my desk and I just yeah. thought, I'd been thinking about going solo for a while Mm -hmm. um, and that just tipped me over the edge and honestly leaving that phone behind (laughs) that day and not having to think about that flashing light again was really kind of, it was so worth it and in the back of my mind I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Give it a go and there's always going to be a job I can take if I really, you know, if it doesn't work out but luckily, touch wood, I haven't had to. I
0: love that. I think it's always that leap isn't it? To go solo, yeah. to go, to set up on your own. It's always that leap, which seems so difficult, yeah. but then when you get there, it all starts flowing in. So yeah. what was your first event that you did uh, as sort of
1: your own uh, business? Uh, so my first event then was, I went to Princess Trust uh, mentoring. Amazing. Okay. Um, and did I was, you find that
0: easy to access? Is that
1: something yeah. you would recommend? Yeah. So there's uh, also the Women's Org and yep. Princess Trust. And I kind of toyed with both of them because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure which would make sense. Uh, the one thing that, was kind of being pushed was to take a loan okay. um and I don't need that I think it's a different business to needing premises and, mm-hmm. and equipment and stuff I kind of just need myself my phone and my laptop and yeah. or either or um so I ended up going Princess Trust because I was 30 and that was like the age limit <laughs> so ah. it's like let me just get in there before I'm too old um rude. I know right yeah and my mentor, they assigned me at the time, was also working with someone who was setting up a beauty brand. Uh, so Jane at the Makeup Academy yeah. was just starting out and she wanted to do a launch event. So that was my first client. We perfect. did yeah, we did a launch um, just off Hope Street and it was lovely. It was perfect. And her business is still flying today, which is amazing. Not my credit, obviously hers. I love that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So taking on a mentor, maybe obviously if you've got, you can go via the Princess Trust, mm-hmm. Women's Org or the local sort yeah. of, uh, you know, places that can help you, but mm-hmm.
1: mentoring, would you really recommend that if, as starting out in your own business? I think if you can find the right person that's the right fit, then yes. Okay. Um, it's a really weird one. My mentor at the time is, she's amazing and, and amazing in her field, mm-hmm. but I don't, we didn't fully connect on what my business was okay so there was definitely advice to take because she'd been doing it for such a long time and there were some tips but um yeah I think you've got to find someone you really resonate with that pushes you forward yeah um and then it makes more sense but I also think there's a different mentor for every stage of your career so I've been doing it now for a few years on my own Mm -hmm what I'd look for in a mentor would be very different now to what I was then.
0: Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts and yeah. they talk about mentor and how you know how great it is uh, and how it adds value to a business. Yeah. But equally, they talk about having different types of mentors mm-hmm. and it might take a while for you to find that mentor. Yeah. That mentor might come, you know, in an aunt. Mm-hmm. You know, it might come in a friend of the family who, who's an entrepreneur. Yeah. So if you're a young person, sort of 16 to 18, and we're sort of thinking, well, what do you want to do next? Yeah. I want to go into events, organising, wedding planning, fashion. I want to go into my own business. Mm-hmm. So to look for a mentor at that age, you know, might be just great to speak to family, friends, yeah. speak to your family, try and get advice and guidance. Yeah, um, people who've done it before really, isn't it? Yeah. 100%. And what words of wisdom they've got for you. That's what we're hoping to do with the podcast is yeah. speak to people who are doing it and living it and their
1: failures, successes and what we can share. Yeah. And I think that's so valuable, but I do. equally as well, there's, um, there's this thing when you're starting out of trying to, not trying to be like everyone else, but yeah. you're kind of looking for someone to almost give you that this is how you do it. Yeah. And I think that's not what a mentor is for. You kind of have to know what you're doing and follow your own voice as well. But uh-huh. taking that advice and watching and picking the bits that work for you, I think, makes sense. Um, one of the things for me, everyone kept saying, you have to have a niche. You have to have a niche. You can't just do events yeah but I didn't want to pigeonhole so early on I wanted you know I'd been doing this for so long and I wanted to see what else there was out there yeah and I'm so glad I did because now I'm a bit more niched but at the time I would have missed out on so many cool events and experiences if I'd said oh I don't do that interesting yeah I think you've got to kind of find your own your own path and then get a bit of help along the way
0: So what's your niche now? So we've gone from, obviously, as you say, trying a bit of everything in terms of events. What would you say your niche is now? Would it be the weddings, would you say? Or what would you say your niche would be? So at
1: at the minute, um, so oh, I... Oh God, your niche
0: can change Yeah, constantly. it can. Yeah, As totally. a business evolves, your yeah. niche changes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Offering so, changes, yeah. 100%. So I, at the moment, what, the way I work is, I still keep corporate, but I mm-hmm. just freelance in corporate. So I don't actively look out corporate clients anymore. Okay. Um, so I freelance with a couple of agencies and then I have the odd one come directly to me. And that's fine because it means my focus is on weddings. Yeah. Um, so I look for my wedding clients. I'm obsessed with tablescaping um Uh, I've got a borderline so to us
0: I know a tablescaping so what would be tablescaping what's to the unknown what would that be how
1: how would you describe a tablescape it's just like making tables look pretty yeah all day every day if I could that's what I would do (laughs) um I've got a borderline unhealthy obsession with glassware Um, Do you have a lot of glassware in your home? It was the first thing I bought in our house was (laughs) a cabinet just because I'm ahead of that vision of opening the doors and like, what am I going to drink from today? Um, And that's what I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I love detail. I love tablescaping, glassware. Um, I am a bit of a tequila fiend, however that comes across. So my clients, when they come and find me and the things I post online, you know, they do want to. They like the things I like. Okay. They love that kind of detail. Yes. And usually they will suggest tequila before I do.
0: I love this tequila. Okay. <laughs> we did shots at my wedding. Got to. <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, I was speaking to another bride and she said she was going to have tequila yeah. the next day. Um Spicy mugs. Uh, yeah. The next day. Yeah. Which I love that. Like, we're Not aligned. Too. Yeah. And I think, as obviously what you're offering to your clients, they seek out you because they like yeah. you. And then you've got to find that perfect match. You've got to find those things in yeah. common with your clients having yet to say, we are going to work together. This yeah. is going to be the best. Definitely. So, obviously, you do weddings in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, locally, and then
1: destination. Yeah. So, what is a destination wedding? Destination wedding is. I think everybody has that dream of getting married in the sun mm-hmm. and then you quickly realise we live in the UK and yeah. that is not always guaranteed. Not. So um, I always say destination is any couple who's thinking of getting married somewhere in the sunset, but they don't really know where they want to land. Um, oh. So I work with couples then who will come to me and say, we, you know, either they just want anywhere or mm-hmm. they'll say we want France or Italy specifically.
0: Oh, so they'll literally just say a country to you? Yeah? Sometimes, yes. Wow, no way. <laughs>
1: yeah which is fun but also it's like where do you start oh yeah yeah so um it's just that honing in and working Mm -hmm. with them to think about why they want a destination what that looks like where they like going on holiday what type of food they like to eat things that narrow it down because realistically if somebody says any country in their mind they they kind of know where they want to go yeah and it's just getting that out of them and then giving them options that make sense
0: what a gorgeous job yeah. that would be. So say, for example, they say like the south of France, mm-hmm. you would literally just go and source beautiful places to get married in the south of France. Yeah. What a beautiful job that yeah. is. Yeah. So it's all good. of this preparatory work, speaking to the couple, finding out you know what they want, yeah. and then you go and organise everything there for them. Start to and are finish. you there at the wedding as well? Yes. Oh, delight so holding their hands, yep. you know, making sure that they get to the point that they need to get to.
1: Crying at the end of the hour. I love this me, so-, <laughs> so it's just I do at every wedding because it's really weird. I, I I've never pictured myself getting married ever. Yeah, yeah. Um maybe a fiance, nice ring, don't know if I'd be at the end of the altar, but <laughs> I love it for my brides like I literally and actually my couples in general because it's not just brides and and I work with all couples I think there's so many different ways to celebrate what marriage means to people um but I am I always get emotional on the day because I've been with them from the start to where they didn't know what it was yeah and I really work closely to tailor what that day looks like because I can be ruthless in the sense of you can't just go into a wedding thinking I need to tick boxes and this is what I'm meant to have and I'm I saw this and I, should I have that mm-hmm. it's I've got really, a Pinterest board which is yeah a thousand photos yeah, but when absolutely. you really honed in on it yeah and you start thinking well what do I love what do mm-hmm. we want to do how do we want to feel on that day yeah that's what you then create together with the couple so by the time they get to it they're walking through all these moments that you've created that Aww. you know it was just a whim in their head at the time and it Seeing them get emotional is when I'm just like, oh, I've lost it. Like, yeah. Done.
0: Yeah. We're so similar because I never, uh, I'm not the type of person that always pictured what I would wear, yeah. where I would get married. I was with my partner for 20 years before we decided mm-hmm. to get married um, and two children. And our wedding was exactly what we wanted at yeah. that time. And, the wedding and you know, was stunning. I loved it. Stunning. I loved every second of it. And, you know, I'd do it every weekend. Mm-hmm. But, I've worked with brides for however nearly a decade and I've never at one stage gone, I oh, wish that was me. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're feeling. But now I've done it. Yeah. You know, now I've come up the other end and I've gone, how special it was. It does make me even more emotional yeah. for me, brides now. And oh, you've got this to come. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah.
1: for you. But Do that's because you, know I mean? you did it your way. Yeah. I think the worst thing is we all probably know someone who's got married and you've seen them just go through this chaos. I know. And you hear them go, I can't wait for it to be over. And I, I have that I have that with some of my brothers and worst, it breaks my heart. I hate that because I know. that means they're not doing it for themselves. No. No, and, no. and I know sometimes a planner can be like a luxury and it seems a bit like, oh God, I couldn't have a planner. I think there is that stigma to it. But yeah. I think it's obviously I'm going to say it's valuable, but it is in that point that you've just got this steer and you've got somebody who's working just for you too. So it, it mm. blocks out that noise because yeah. I think people go, oh my God, we're engaged. Let's get planning. It's amazing. And then quickly everybody gets involved and you're I suddenly know. down here and there's yeah. opinions coming in left, right and centre and politics and all these things that spoil it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and while that might still happen because ultimately it's your family, I think having a planner is having that point to go, Well, no, because you love that. No, we're not going to do it that way. You said you don't like that. And just having that bit of, buffer i think really helps create like keep it about you too stacy says we can't yeah no i do <laughs> go back to your mom and
0: stacy says no no we're not allowed to do that no and they do they'll text <laughs> and me really and go, do you mind if i say them? no and
1: i'm like yeah, of course send them my way i'm ready i worked I on a door as a hostess for years so i'm used to <laughs> saying no no to so the mother of bride 100%. no no sorry she can't have that. and usually mother of bride becomes yeah, my friend or mother absolutely. of the groom or anything so it's yeah. easier having a no come from someone outside yeah. than it is for you to stand there in front of your family and say actually we don't want kids at the wedding I love this. <laughs> I deal with so many different brides. I deal with brides who elope. Yeah, So they'll
0: be going away and get married, just the two of them, because mm. it is their worst nightmare to walk down the aisle. I have brides who are getting married in front of 300 people. You'll know all this. It's exactly the same. Yep. And I appreciate brides who come to me and say to me, eh, this is what I want Yeah, and this is what I'm going to do. I don't really care about anybody yep. else. And I think that is so key to having the best day you yep. can possibly have like you know to please people that's not really what this is about and you're coming out tens of thousands of pounds you spent on a day which wasn't yeah. exactly how you want it yeah you know and i think what your job i am looking at uh, this has given me a whole new light i, I love this you know of people who are doing exactly what they want and someone who's guiding them through mm-hmm. that process because most people i do have a couple of brides who've been married before and yeah. they're doing things completely different yeah. than the first time but a
1: lot of people don't get to yeah. do it again
0: no so this is it yeah most people want to get it right. Yeah. And they've never done it because they never tried dresses on, yeah. never ordered, don't know, the you know, the peonies and the roses, you know, they don't have yeah. when do people eat? All these different things. Yeah. So, you know, what would be your tips? Hmm. What would be your tips as a wedding organiser to new to people who are just start starting out in this journey? So what kinds of things should they start talking about in the very beginning to make sure they get the best outcome? Like, what kinds of questions
1: would you ask them? For planners or couples? For couples. Couples. Um, I try and talk to them about, it's about trying to shape that day from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say to them, if it feels selfish, then it must, it's 100% the right decision. Because I love that. It's your day. Like, I, I can't that. say it enough. There's nobody else saying those vows um so I try and find out what they like and it's yeah I do ask like how do you want to feel on the day how do you see your day going Mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll go oh I don't know we kind of um we obviously want to get married and food's important and we want good music yeah um and then you know we we don't really like cake but we'll do a cake cutting and it's like why is there a cake (laughs) (laughs) there doesn't need to be a cake um People get stuck in the format. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, this is sometimes what people do, but you don't have to do it this way. Yeah. So I'm just giving you a bit of a starting point as in, how do you feel about these timings? And sometimes okay. they'll go, actually, no, we don't want to do do first dance that late because we've got this amazing band or we want to have this amazing band to so move everything forward and yeah. then we've got more time with our friends. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Or they want to break you it up. You can have that. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just because it looks like this for some people, it doesn't yeah. mean that has to be you okay so yeah 100% um and then it's just really listening to them you love this idea or they'll see something on Instagram mm. last year there was a a, a crisp wall I don't know if you saw that made out of crisps made out of crisps this couple had their wedding <laughs> and they love crisps and they just made this packets of crisps packets of crisps they made this <laughs> tacky looking wall yeah. but They love crisp, so you can't knock it. They loved it. You do you. I had a wedding coming up in the summer and they were like, oh my God, we've seen this wall. And as soon as I saw it, I knew. And I was like, do you know what, actually, because I know you two and how we're doing this wedding.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I love that idea because I love crisp too. But instead of making this wall, (laughs) we just did like... um, really nice wooden crates of like artisan crisps so it was like kettle <laughs> chips and it yeah. was like um a bit of retro ones thrown yeah. in and stuff we had them on the bar and stuff you know so it Chews. meant that people snacked we had some in the rooms and the guests loved it I loved that so it wasn't that we had to peg crisps to a wall but they could still have it yeah and actually their mates who got married a few months later loved the idea they ended up naming their tables after their favorite crisps <laughs> and they had them at the bar but I mean like raffles what, like- not like McCoy's cheese and onions. Yeah. <laughs> They're all these like posh crisp Nowhere. names, but you know, they took inspo from yeah. it again. So you just love interpret that. it how you want for your day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: love that. So it's just, a whirlwind. It is. <laughs> and every bride is different. Yeah. And has different needs once from crisp walls, oh my gosh, to black dresses. <gasps> I seen you, you had a black dress. I've done yeah. a black dress. It's amazing. And to say a black dress, lots of people go, <gasps> and she has a black veil. My bride's had a black veil. Oh, I love that then. Yeah. And um, and you'd think maybe gothic, maybe a bit gothic, cool, whatever. Absolutely, she was not. She just would never see herself in ivory. Yeah. So you had a black wedding dress, and it looked stunning. It was so. uh, She's gonna love look again. (laughs) She's (laughs) gonna love that you said that. But it is. You scroll on so much content, so much bridal content, and then you would stop at a black dress. I mean, it looks stunning. Did they have black candles?
1: Yeah, so we There Was black in accents on the table? Accents, yeah. Mm-hmm. So originally, she the first thing she wanted was a black dress. She always just so that was the start in point her, head. For her for her wedding. Yeah, okay. Um, also influenced by Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. Because oh, I wasn't sure
0: who came first. Okay. Christine, Chris, yeah,
1: Christine came okay. first. Although Tash would love to think she did, <laughs> but um, yeah, she'd seen that and she knew in her head even before she wanted a black dress. Now it didn't go down too well with everyone, so and she was wavering a bit she
0: was like oh I don't
1: and she'd come to our group chat and she'd be like any you'd be like you're sticking with that dress because you've said you want it Mm -hmm. um to the point where she tried it on and her mum was like before her mum was so against it so against it and it was almost ruining the experience for her which really you know she didn't mean to do that she was just in her mind she was like you can't have a black and dress yeah And then she saw her in it and she broke down and she was like, oh my God, it's perfect, it's perfect. So nobody else knew, the groom didn't know. (gasps) Um, Interesting. Yeah, I knew from the start. Um, Mm -hmm. My sister did because she's a close friend, Mm -hmm. but nobody else. So when she had that moment of walking out to come down the aisle, it was the first time everyone had, Mm -hmm. obviously no one had an idea. And they were literally like, (gasps) I bet you could hear it. It was amazing. But we also chose the Palm House. Yes, yes. So you've got a lot of greenery mm-hmm. then to balance it out. Yep. And we were going to do black tablecloths and stuff, but I didn't want it to look too gothic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it would look stunning, we kind of lightened it up and we switched it so it was white tablecloths with black yep. accents. And, stunning. Um, really soft flowers and stuff and all the greenery. So it just, it was all about the dress. Yeah. Didn't want it to be about anything else.
0: Which is really ultimately what it's all about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she had her moment She yeah loved it and
0: she didn't she didn't
1: regress it she was happy no. super I she that she obsessed and then she got yeah. it cleaned afterwards which is great so it's just hanging there yeah and every day she's trying to find an excuse texting me to see when she can wear it again <laughs> I'm like any day <laughs> any do day it.
0: get it for choice that's the joy I think and I I I appreciate people who who are true to themselves, mm. whichever way that comes across. Uh, it's a huge amount of money. Yeah. It's a huge. It is a bit of a show. Yeah. You know. It's a bit of a a Me perform- mum, um, my mum, uh, did my vows mm-hmm. and she treat she was talking about the whole uh vow ceremony as a performance. So who moved <sighs> in what points, like, you know, or. where the children would be. <laughs> and I thought that's a great way of, of, of describing yeah. it because it was a mini show With within a, a big show, a production yeah. exactly. Um so I appreciate people who do exactly what you want to do. And I support my brides in that way. So if you're talking, so obviously we talked about wedding planning mm-hmm. for couples. If you were talking to somebody who was thinking, I would love to be a wedding planner, lots mm-hmm. of brides plan their own wedding and then go, yeah. oh, I'm going to be a wedding planner. That's almost how everyone got into it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then there's me like, I don't want to get married. I've never know. done it. Like, <laughs> it's not, But
0: you know, it yeah. doesn't mean I can't plan no, it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. So what kinds of advice would you give so they're going from something which is completely different or they're just starting out and they're thinking about going to university? Yeah. What kinds of little tips would
1: you say? Is there any particular path that you should follow? Um, I wouldn't say particular path, but mm-hmm. one thing that I think is, is massively valuable is just getting practical. Okay. Um, I studied events in uni and it was it was great but it's studying it there's Mm -hmm. nothing like actually being out there and learning how to do things hands-on so um even though I knew what I was doing when I then wanted to go into weddings I did a course and it was just before lockdown I think it was so it was kind Mm -hmm. of the right time so through lockdown I did a course called planning redefined um and it was via zoom normally would be in person but I just wanted to make sure that I was aware of everything just in case I would missed something Mm -hmm. um so that was amazing I met some planners on that as well and from there the next best thing I think would just actually even if you want to start there is just get in touch with other planners
0: Mm -hmm. Um, interesting especially
1: last year last year was insane because obviously everyone had Mm -hmm. pre-covid plus Mm -hmm. what was happening that year um so if you reached out to a planner and said I'm interested in this field this is you know this is who I am this is where I'm based you know I'd love to help they would have bitten your hand off last year, but they could still do that this year. So um So like an assistant. Like an assistant on the okay. day, yeah. And I I did that with two planners, one mm-hmm. based in Derby, one in the northwest. Um, because they've been doing it a bit longer. They had bigger weddings, yeah. And there was a lot to take on. So I still do that now just with those two because I love working with them. Okay. Um, where you're just an extra pair of hands on the day. Yeah. So you get to then meet other suppliers, other couples, you see how other people do it. Um and it just gives you a broader view of the type of weddings you want to create or the type of people you want to work with or how you do things. I think then you start to build on that. So when you show up as an assistant mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, maybe
0: intern, you know, it could be whichever way you get yeah. into it. What, you know, once you're there on the day, what kind of tips would you give to that person? So like, you know, I would talk about it as a fashion intern. Yeah. You have got to show, you've got to be the first person, they're the last person to leave. You've got to yeah. be on your A game. You've yeah. got to be so focused. Is there anything else that you would say that that person's got to bring to that day to really make them
1: shine? All of that. Yep. Um And then just... All. Yeah, all of that. be proactive. <laughs> There's nothing like, and I still get it now sometimes and I'll have, you know, if someone's working or someone on the team and everyone's running around headless and you look over and there's that one person just scrolling Instagram <laughs> and you're like, what What are you seeing? Because yeah. you're so oblivious. You have to be so on it with weddings and events. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the hardest things. I am so drained the day after an event because I, I run headless and I kind of expect everyone to have that level of care because as much as it's not your wedding, it's your wedding. You've, mm-hmm. Your job is to make sure that they're happy Absolutely. as much as you can. So. It's just being like an extra bridesmaid. It's being an extra member of the family without, yeah. you know, stepping over bounds. Um, but just always keeping that eye out because it's not their job to worry about details and that things happening as they should. It's yours. Yeah. Um so if you can see the bride needs to go to the loo and her bridesmaids are on the dance floor, you know, you step in and offer to help with the dress. So or, you stay there right the way oh, throughout extra the whole bridesmaid. wedding. I yeah. I love
0: this. I would imagine it would just stop at the wedding. So no. it'll be like, Well there, she's down the aisle, I'm going so first
1: there? in last out okay is planner wow I did not know that I am the one turning off the generator at the end of the night <laughs>
0: um, getting the mums
1: and dads in the taxis yeah no I, way I've pulled a guest down from scaling a timber pole in a marquee because he thought it was a good idea um <laughs> and you're
0: the only sober one there that you and the yes, staff yeah. isn't it to
1: be like, this really like, like isn't everyone a good do idea. and then I'm there like <laughs> get down I'll, I'll drive home um, but that is your job, you know. Yeah. It is just all those bits because the, the couple that you've planned with know how things are meant to go. Yeah. But at that point, they've switched off. You know, they've to- they've worked with you for so long; they trust you to deliver yeah. exactly that. So it is just going to them, and they don't need to know details. They just need to see things happen. So it's pulling them away when they need. You know, photographer needs sunset pictures. I'll go give them a buffer. Just give you five, ten minutes. You'll be going, and you know, to take you off. Then it's taking them to a photographer, yep. going back, making sure everyone's fine. Like there's so many moving parts. Wow. And for a guest, you know, they come in and they just see Prosecco or Champagne, yeah. they're gone and that's it. You know, that's all they need to worry about. You just weave in and out. and So making, making sure every single minute of that day goes to plan yeah. exactly how they want it to. Or if it's not going to plan, fix it and let nobody know. <laughs> so problem solving is key. Yeah. So problem solving
0: is seeing a problem before it's, you know, before it's there. Yeah. And then, you know, either fixing it, moving it, you know, and then obviously that is huge. I did not know this. Yeah. I've done weddings so long. I've had a wedding <laughs> and I now know how invaluable this is. Yeah, it's insane. And how hard work. And so
1: how many weddings have you got booked in for this year? This year is a little bit quieter than last year, which was insane. Which is nice, yeah, (laughs) because you can breathe. Yeah, and I think I saw another planner say that the other day. She felt like there's something wrong because she's not as chaotic as last Mm -hmm. year, and then she realised actually this is normal. Yeah, that was not. Yeah. Um. So for this year, I've got eight, I think, booked in so far. Mm -hmm. Um. Got a couple in the pipeline, and then I've got a couple with the other planners as well. Where. Um, they've got doubles or it's just bigger numbers I tend to work around the 120 150 mark Mm -hmm. max because I think that's a nice number interesting so you look at it per guest yeah interesting okay I think that's also because I'm very much like scale it back yep because it can be a bit of a circus sometimes Mm -hmm. and if that's not what you want Mm -hmm. just cut the guest list yeah (laughs) get rid I love it. I don't need to be there but I work with planners who have weddings at like 300 yep absolutely. and that's a lot for one person to do so therefore having a second pair of hands you know they can't do everything especially when it's two venues 300 people with a lot of extras in between wow
0: so yeah this is amazing so obviously just to, so to outline as your job mm-hmm. as a wedding planner um and obviously events I mean you Make sure that you know all of the suppliers on the day. So being able to speak to people, communicate with people, mm. uh, plan—I mean, there must be spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. You must know every single supplier. So that is really important to be yeah. really good at organising. Like I imagine, yeah, definitely huge on organising. Just a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then you're, so you would speak to all of the suppliers beforehand. Make sure they've got, you know, what kinds of
1: things are you doing in yeah. those sorts of days leading up to the wedding. So um, I get a lot of, it's varied couples. So Mm -hmm. if somebody books me for a full plan, which is ideal, it's when they haven't booked anything. Okay. So they've got engaged, they're kind of just in this whirlwind because then I can listen to what they want and I can match them to the right suppliers. Yeah, Um, okay. Because there's so many people out there and not everyone's style fits. So if I know 10 photographers... And you tell me you love high-end, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. I know how to narrow it and go, right, here's your three options. And then they'll get to chat to them. Mm-hmm. They'll have a Zoom. Um, and then they'll come back and feed back to me and go, actually, we really connected with that person. Okay, They might have thought they liked that one before, but now they love this one on the call. Yeah, That's who we book. Because by the time it comes to their wedding, they know their full lineup. Yeah, They've spoken to them at some point. Um, and they trust them. So that they, you know, they're not just paying random people to do a job. Mm. they know why they've got them, they chose them, they've met them, they like them and now they're involved in the day and I love when I see them on the day and they, they'll go up to the photographer or the florist and they're having a hug and a little chat in oh. the corner because this is exactly what they wanted and yeah. they got to know that.
0: I think anybody who's part of your day on the wedding is part of your inner circle. You have to yeah. be okay with these people being in the dressing room when you're getting yeah. ready, when it's just a couple shot in yeah. a field, you know, you know, around the corner, whatever. You have to be so comfortable yeah. and to that, also looking at your job role is you have to give them a trusted list of yep, suppliers. 100%. Because again it's it's Sudan with it's your responsibility yeah. at some stage, isn't it? Obviously they choose them, but you're handing over that list of suppliers. Definitely. And <gasps>
1: sometimes it's it's new suppliers I haven't worked with. Mm-hmm. Um especially when it's destination or yeah. a new city or something somewhere I've not been. Um that's a bit more scary because you can't always take the team that yeah. you work with. <gasps> but my job is then to research. I spend hours of especially for like photographer or videographer I will watch so many films look through albums find things that resonate with my couple so that I know that when I give it to them there's a reason that they're mm-hmm. in that list yeah um and then it's just communicating it's always people behind the business so I mean you know yourself yep. you connect with someone and actually you trust each other and you can chat and you can go oh don't like that let's move this around so that by the time you get to the day you're both on the same page anyway even if you didn't know each other at the start
0: yeah so yeah, that's there. This is layer there. upon layer, isn't it? Of honed skills it's and you know supplier contacts and confidence, yeah. uh, as in to reach out to these new people and organisational skills. There's so many elements that go into this job. So people go, oh yeah, they organise my wedding, yeah, I can do it. Like, can you? Some Are you can. ready for this? Some people can. Are you also ready to deal with your couples and their levels of expectations that like, you did your own? Yeah. But it's how do you, you know, it's learning
1: how to guide somebody through to get the absolutely perfect dream yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, you have the same pressure, though. Yeah. To, like making someone's dress is mm-hmm. on one hand, you probably approach it like a project because you've done it so many yep. times before. But on another, you have to get up close and personal and, and mm-hmm. really interpret them into that creation. Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Mm, pull it out of them. And you do become a friend. Yeah. I'm dressing a bride tomorrow and I'm really excited about it. I love it. It's the cherry on top of my cake. You've worked with them all year to create this custom gown and then you go and dress them on the day. It's the best thing you could do. I absolutely love it.
1: But the pressure though, because you're there like putting everything on thinking... I know she's going to love it, but you just want to see that, yeah. <laughs> that moment.
0: Just into, and then you go, and then I, you know, I do, I, I did want and I used to do it. I used to sit in at the back of the church. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
0: and then you go home, do you know what I mean? Just to me? make sure. Just to make sure. But I think you have to love what yeah. you're doing in the wedding industry. And I speak to lots of photographers or, you know, videographers and they go, I'm coming out of it. Yeah. I'm coming out of the wedding industry. I love what I do. And it seems you absolutely yeah. love what you do and you're so passionate about it. And that has to come across to your yeah, customer. definitely. So my advice is to absolutely absorb yourself in it. Yeah. Love it. You absorb yourself because you want to. You want to learn everything about it. You want to love your customers and provide the best possible Mm -hmm. product or service. But I think weddings is such an amazing industry to get into.
1: Um, But there is obviously a lot of pressure and you have to be ready for that. It's very intense, yeah. And I was saying before that the day after a wedding, I have to shut down. And I'm just, I mean, if it's not a (laughs) two-day event, we'll have to go back again. Yeah. Um. I shut down because I'm just so drained because I will do everything I can on that day. So the next day my partner knows now to just leave me to it and I'm (laughs) in a quilt and I'm just watching Housewives all day. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much me. But I need that recharge because the next day I pick up again and it's okay. The rest of the weddings or anything else that I'm doing that has to carry on. But doesn't that show that you just give absolutely everything to that day? You've got to. That's so amazing. They're going to do it once. It's so important. And for somebody to trust you as a planner, let alone, you know, any other supplier as well, but to trust you at that day, you know, they talk to you about money. They talk to you about family politics, about every little thing. So, you know, it would be so unfair to not love it and want to make sure that it's exactly what they dreamed of.
0: I love that. Okay, super. So if you were to give one tip to maybe a 16, 17, 18 year old girl who really wants to get into wedding planning
1: or events organizing, what would that one tip be? Um, I would say definitely go and help out other planners and that doesn't necessarily mean working for free um, mm-hmm. as an intern and stuff. I think there's people that are willing to pay Yeah, um, and I'm not saying you'll get paid mega bucks or whatever but Get in touch with some planners and offer to help. You know, if you have a free summer coming up, so wedding season kicks in March for some people, but May Mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. um, And you're off uni or school or something like that. Just offer, get in touch and say, look, I've got three months available. I'd really love to support on your weddings. Tell them a bit about yourself. And honestly, there's nothing like going along and seeing how that runs and just being glued to that planner's side listening to the conversations just preempting what they need or learning what the things that they do mm-hmm. you're going to become that kind of planner that all's just from watching you will see ways of doing things that you shouldn't as well but all of that's learning and it's taking it in there's no book that can teach you that that's perfect that's absolutely yeah. super thank you so much for being Thanks. a
0: guest on my katie for podcast Make sure to follow along on www.thekdclub.com and I'll see you next week.